It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We have turned the page here on Locked On Dolphins after grinding the tape for the Dolphins Week 2 contest and now are turning our sights to the Denver Broncos, Miami's opponent in Week 3. Here's the primer for the Denver Broncos, who Miami will look to log their third consecutive win of the season against on Sunday. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Shout out to our everydayers who do keep it locked in with us because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. We don't just say it. We live it. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL in all lowercase for first deposit match of up to $100. Now, the Broncos are the team that the Dolphins will face in Week 3. It is Miami's home opener. Not a small deal. The Denver Broncos um, are having to travel from Mile High, Rocky Mountains, to the slog and swampy and humid uh, confines of Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens. Uh, The Broncos are a team that are trying to find their way, having hired Sean Payton as their head coach this offseason, year two with Russell Wilson after the surplus of draft capital that they sent to acquire him in the first place. And it really is um, interesting to look at this Denver team that has talent. Uh, There's some significant talent on this football team. Uh, But the Denver Broncos have been a little slow out of the gates when you consider, in spite of the talent that they have, the fact that they are 0-2. So the first thing when you talk about the Broncos is acknowledging the game scripts that the Broncos have had to get to this stage where they're coming to Miami at 0-2. They, statistically speaking, um, controlled the pace of play against the Las Vegas Raiders and then gave up a touchdown about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, But the Broncos uh, fell to Las Vegas despite controlling the clock for 33 minutes time of possession. Now, the offense against Las Vegas was, uh, you could say, underwhelming. Uh, They ended up logging uh, just 260 yards of offense. They were penalized 10 times for 83 yards. If you want to look at the script of how things got off the rails for Denver, Self-inflicted wounds and the penalties are a good place to start. In week two, the Broncos take a 21-3 to lead with nine minutes left in the second quarter over the Washington Commanders at home and proceed to blow an 18-point lead, losing to Washington by a final score of 35-33. They score a Hail Mary on the last play of the game but fail to get the two-point conversion uh, to tie that football game. Another trend of that football game 
was the Broncos were penalized nine times. So you look at Denver and you look at how they've gotten to this point. It's new coach, new system. Vance Joseph back as the defensive coordinator after Ajiro Vero ran Vic Fangio's system last year. And they have struggled with communication. They've struggled with the calls. They have struggled with discipline. They struggled offensively in week one. They go on to have 399 yards against Washington in week two, but they blow an 18 point lead. Uh, Russell Wilson is sacked seven times <laughs> by Washington. And that is uh, a recipe for disaster. They lose the turnover battle two to nothing. So that's kind of how Denver's got here to this stage. Uh, I certainly think there's things the Dolphins need to be aware of and need to guard against. But it's interesting to hear the storylines and hear Sean Payton talk about wristbands and needing to shorten the calls and simplify the game. And when you have to do stuff like that, and that is presumably an issue because these conversations are being had with the media and shortening the calls and wearing a wristband to make sure that the plays are correct and you're, you're getting out of out of the huddle and, and everybody's on the same page, you have a lot less flexibility baked in to have answers. There's also the storylines for this football game that go beyond Sean Payton and Russell Wilson but kind of interweave between the two teams. Mike McDaniel was a ball boy for the Broncos with Mike Shanahan. Vic Fangio used to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Bradley Chubb was traded and 12 months ago was a member of the Denver Broncos. Pat Sertain has a son who plays cornerback for the Denver Broncos. He's probably the best corner in the NFL. Pat Sertain. So, there's personal storylines at play here. There's revenge game factors at play here. This is a Denver Broncos team that comes in a little banged up. I think that's worth acknowledging as well. Uh, they have a couple of really good players uh, that are going to miss time. Tim Patrick at wide receiver is a big loss for them. Uh, Greg Dulcich went on IR, their second-year tight end with a hamstring issue. Uh, pass rusher Baron Browning, really promising player last year, uh, started the year on the PUP. Their starting safety, Caden Stearns, went on IR ahead of week two. One of their defensive linemen, uh, Uwur Zariki, was suspended. I believe that was a gambling policy violation that was had. Uh, Frank Clark sounds like he may miss time for this game. He's banged up right now. So you look at the personnel uh, for the Broncos, and if you were to shout out some of their best players, there's a number of them, or most promising players, long-term and building blocks. The, whose status for this game is either confirmed to be out or in question. So you certainly uh, look at that from a Miami perspective and you ask yourself, okay, well, what happens if Tron Armstead's back? What happens if Jalen Phillips is back? What happens if Jalen Wild gets out of concussion protocol? And the talent swing of availability may really end up breaking your way uh, as far as availability. And that was probably not the case last week. You caught a break not catching Trent Brown at tackle for the Patriots. But Cole Strange was back. Michael and Wayne, was back. He got pulled in the fourth quarter, but he played the first three quarters of the game. You caught a break with John Jones for sure, but you also didn't catch a break with two game time decisions of Teron Armstead and Jalen Phillips being out and Jalen Waddle getting knocked out of that game late in the game. So um, I think from a personnel standpoint, as far as available talent, uh, Denver is probably in worse shape than Miami is right now, although we talked about available and not available talent and the name Jalen Ramsey didn't even come up yet. 
and hopefully we'll see him sooner rather than later. So Miami's not without its players that it is playing without, and it is elite talent, or at least it has been the first two weeks. But I don't think Denver has the pieces behind those players to absorb their losses in the same way that I think the Dolphins do. Now, we are going to talk about the offensive side of the ball for the Denver Broncos next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us as we continue our primer for week three Broncos at Dolphins. This fall. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks of each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we are providing you the players that are a guaranteed fit for your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us this week with eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy pick of the week. Ravens rookie wide receiver Zay Flowers had a fine debut in week one before a more modest week two. But Flowers will go into full bloom. <laughs> Before cruising into a big game against a weak Colts secondary at home in week three, Flowers will be schemed open as well as Baltimore's new look passing game continues to find more life with Lamar Jackson. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship this fall. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. And the same goes for your vehicle with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly brake kits, to LEDs, headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, baby, not cash. So ride or die. Keep it alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions do apply. Offensively, uh, Russell Wilson enjoying a little bit of a bounce back courtesy of uh, Sean Payton. I don't know necessarily that Russ is um, ever going to be the player that he was at his peak, uh, but you certainly like seeing the efficiency numbers for him if you're a Broncos fan. Bounce back in a big way. He's got a pass rating of 108. Uh, that would be the highest if he sustained it full of through season is the, the highest he's had since 2018. Now, from a efficiency standpoint, there's one thing that's always been the book on Russell Wilson. And is that he likes to make plays happen and he is susceptible to taking sacks as a result of that. And Russell Wilson through two games, and we mentioned he was sacked seven times against the commanders has been sacked nine times total on the season on 66 pass attempts. That is a 12% sack rate. That's not a great number. And that is a number, if the Dolphins are going to win this matchup, you absolutely want to take advantage of the fact that, according to next-gen stats, Russell Wilson has the second longest time of holding the football among qualifying quarterbacks in the NFL. 3.15 seconds per attempt across 66 attempts. You're going to have opportunities to box him in. Now, he lost a little bit of weight this offseason, so he is a little bit more nimble than what he's been in the past. Uh, Russell Wilson in 2022 was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Seventh longest time holding the ball, snap to release on average, according to Next Gen Stats. 2021, his last year in Seattle, uh, he was also floating right around... 
2.9 seconds. So like 2.9, 2.98. And through the first three, two games of 2023, he's 3.15 seconds. So this is a team that does like to take their shots. They hit some big plays down the field. How are the Dolphins going to choose to counteract that? This is a big bounce back opportunity, assuming we see Jalen Phillips back. If we don't see Jalen Phillips back, Andrew Van Kinkle stepping in as a speed rusher, you're hoping you can do the same thing you did against the Broncos and win on, or against the Patriots and win on first down. Because if you're able to win on first down, you get the speed rushes out there. The Broncos have struggled thus far this season particularly Mike McGlinchey, who got paid $17.5 million, who some Dolphins fans were really eager and hopeful to see the Dolphins go out and sign. But this is the risk of doing business on the open market. Mike McGlinchey gets signed to a big-time contract, and ultimately, at the end of the day, he's still exactly the player that he was in San Francisco, which is a good run blocker who is struggling in pass protection. That is a big mismatch, and getting Jalen Phillips back for this game, big picture, is a really big notch in the Dolphins' cap to winning the football game. But uh, you look at the rest of the group that Denver has, their their offensive skill players, they have some talent. Jerry Judy's back. He had a hamstring issue earlier in the season, uh, and it, he, he missed the first game. Uh, he is back, but Tim Patrick's gone. I, I think Cortland Sutton is probably a player Xavier Howard matches up with quite well. I would not be surprised to see the Dolphins break out some of the Fangio bracket double, whether it's roll luggage uh, is, is one of them or Zeus is the other. These calls that this coverage uh, can prompt that puts press cloud coverage against a corner or against a wide receiver with a safety that poaches over the top to kind of take away the timing and then take away the leverage vertically down the field. If you choose to do that, some of these ancillary pieces in the passing game are the names to watch. Names like Marvin Mims, who leads the team in receiving yards through two weeks. Now he had a 60-yard bomb that he caught, um, and that was kind of the splash play. Brandon Johnson caught a bomb, 50-yard bomb. Denver's got a 50 and a 60-yard touchdown score thus far this season already. So they are capable of taking prolonged shots over the top. So when they choose to take those, you do need to be aware that they have their, their secondary receivers. They don't have a ton of receivers. Their secondary receivers have a lot of speed. Now, them missing Greg Dulcich at the tight end position, I do think hurts them. And in the grand scheme of things, this is not a team that has necessarily had a ton of success to this point running the football. Russell Wilson. Uh, averaging eight yards per carry is certainly boosting the team average. The team average is 4.8 yards per carry, but Javante Williams has 25 carries. The next highest amount of carries is nine. And Javante Williams, who's coming back off of a knee injury and surprised people with how quickly he was able to get ready to go, is averaging 3.8 yards per carry. 12 and a half carries per game, 48 yards is the average there. On 31 touches for the season, including his receiving, uh, he's averaging 3.7 yards per touch on 31 touches. That's that's not quite where you want it to be for a healthy number for a, a big-time risk out of the backfield. Now, Miami had a big back in Javante Williams last week and an offensive line that um, I think left to right, all five, Denver's group is probably better than what N Miami faced against New England last week. It's But it's not to the same degree, not anywhere near the same degree 
as what they faced in week one against the Chargers. So if you're looking for silver lining as far as, okay, you got to worry about explosive plays, but you also got to worry about the run game and the offensive line. They got quality players there. Uh, I think Garrett Bowles is a sufficient starting tackle. I think Mike McGlinchey is a sufficient starting tackle. I think Lloyd Cushenberry is a sufficient starting center. Ben Powers, uh, Quinn Miners might be their best starter in my opinion of my assessment of, of the players this summer that, that we did at locked on NFL scouting. It's a pretty high floor group. I just don't know that the ceiling's super high either, especially with the early season performance of Garrett Bowles. So that'll be interesting to watch for Miami and the person from a personnel standpoint. Now, defensively, uh, this is a group that has a couple impact players, but they also have a couple areas that I think are really problematic for their opportunities to match against the Dolphins. We will talk about those next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. Before we go any further, Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports done right. The largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's not you versus thousands of other people. It's you versus the house. You just pick more or less on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. You can make entries very easy, just a few clicks, 60 seconds or less. You can test your skills on prize picks this football season uh, by doing all player stat projections for football, but they also have a slew of other sports at their, your disposal as well. So if you want to try to run the gamut across all the sports that are on TV one night, you can do that courtesy of prize picks. You can go to prizepicks.com slash code locked on NFL. That is promo code Locked on NFL, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL for first deposit match of up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for first deposit match of up to $100. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Broncos defensively spent quite a bit up front uh, as well in free agency, and they, they signed Zach Allen, defensive lineman from the uh, Arizona Cardinals. That was the big free agent sign. That's a $15 million a year player that the Broncos have there. But I look at the group that they have, and it's DJ Jones, good player from San Francisco, Zach Allen, Mike Purcell, Matt Henningsen, those are kind of the big-bodied guys that, that the Broncos have. I think this interior group can get after those guys. Now, they've got instinctual linebackers, and the, the linebackers they have have some physicality. Between Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton and Drew Sanders, the third-round pick out of Arkansas, who's a little bit of a hybrid-type player, Like they got, some, they, they got some instincts and some physicality. But I don't think any of them are particularly strong against the pass. So you start doing the math and you say, okay, I, th I think we have the ability up front to get after these guys a little bit. They've got some explosive pass rushers between Randy Gregory and Nick Bonito, who's a second-year player, and Jonathan Cooper, who actually leads the team in sacks right now. And I thought Cooper was a good player coming out of Ohio State, but he was drafted in the seventh round. 
kind of from a physical skills perspective, the benchmarks that you look for, he might not be the prototype. But he's an effective football player. I think you have a group up front in the front seven that um, you have the opportunity to really test with zone spacing. And of course, Miami is going to have to play wait and see with Jalen Waddle and his availability for this football game currently sitting in concussion protocol. Um, we'll see. Try not to make assumptions before things happen. But um as far as the the ability to match the spacing of the offense, especially with the speed that you still have with Tyreek Hill, that's a matchup that it's going to bleed further back into the secondary if the Broncos are going to cover it. Now, they've got two really good safeties in Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson still. Uh, Caden Stearns was supposed to take that other starting safety spot. Kareem Jackson's getting a little long in the tooth. But if you end up matching Pat Sertain and playing him and mirroring him against Tyreek Hill, you're going to get man coverage. And I think the way this system works, you would expect that um, there will be opportunities to create runaways and rubs and, and you'll get matchups elsewhere across the board. And Tyreek should be expected to still win his fair share of matchups against Pat. You have to be super leery of Justin Simmons as the middle of the field player. You got to know where he's at at all times. You can't take the cheese with him. He's an elite football player in his own right. So I think the Broncos have some strength on the back end that can help them cover for the questions that I have in their front. But at the same time, they have really struggled with the CB2 spot. Right now it's Damari Mathis, second-year player, um, fourth-round draft pick. And the rest of the competition there is Fabian Moreau, rookie Riley Moss, Isang Bassey, Traymond Smith. Like it's, it's not good behind Pat Sertain right now. So how do the Broncos want to use Pat Sertain and how do they want to Sertan and play him off of uh, Justin Simmons? That is the unenviable question that the Broncos will have to ask. But whatever the, the answer is, I think tells you how Miami should attack the passing game. The Broncos are a really interesting team. They're one of the more blitz aggressive teams uh, in the NFL to this point in the season. And they have four sacks to show for it. Cooper's got two, Randy Gregory and Nick Benito each have one. So this is a team that in spite of calling pressure at a very high rate and calling extra pressure and blitzing aggressively, they are not getting home. And with Miami and how they're playing offensively right now, you would like to think that that trend can continue, but the Dolphins will have to be leery of a couple personnel pieces, particularly on the back end, if that is going to manifest itself. And I'm eager to find out more and we're going to find out more courtesy of Locked On Broncos because we have crossover Thursday tomorrow on the show. Hope you guys plan accordingly. I'm Kyle Krabs. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. That is your early primer for Dolphins and Broncos, kind of getting your feet wet with Denver. We'll dive into this a little bit more with Sayer Bettinger of Locked On Broncos tomorrow. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Fins up. Make it a great rest of your day, and we'll be back again tomorrow for crossover Thursday. Fins up. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.